0: Yes, we are finally live.
1: Yes, I'm so (laughs) excited. As you can tell, Rich is really excited too. Um, (laughs) Hi, everyone, and a huge welcome to Track and Ball podcast with myself, Ellen White.
0: And myself, Richard Whitehead.
1: (laughs) We are both extremely excited to be launching this evening. This is your podcast, so please feel free to ask us any questions throughout the evening. This podcast is something that we've been discussing, planning, preparing for a while now, and we have some amazing guests lined up for you. And myself and Rich will be delving into their lives, discussing their sport, their achievements, and really getting to know the person behind the athlete.
0: We both created uh, Track and Ball, as we're both passionate about sport, you can tell that. Therefore, we came up with the podcast, a platform where we both can talk about the power of sport, and really delve into what it's like to be a high-performing athlete having that insight is really important but also getting to hear about those those rare moments and also talking about diversity and inclusion which is obviously at the forefront of our thinking at the moment
1: definitely and and before we get going how, how are you rich have you had a good day yeah, good, training yeah, no, training good. Just, been good
0: just really looking forward to this like we've, we've talked about it for <laughs> ages and like the, yeah. the guests that we've lined up are like first rate, A-list athletes that have got some great stories and, um, yeah, so just like really key to get it going. What about yourself, Elsa? Have you been training today? Have you been with Man City?
1: Yeah, training today. Um, yeah, really enjoyed the session. But yeah, I think I've just been so excited about launching this podcast, really. And um, yeah, and obviously the kicking guests off. kicking off. And like, let, let's kick things off. With a little teaser clip for everyone, our first guest, Rebecca Adlington, yes, um, and here she is talking all about person. social media.
2: There's so many lovely people in the world, mm.
1: yeah. lovely people on
2: social media, and I, I, I'm sure you guys experience the lovely side as well. And I don't want to stop that just for those that want to be yeah. jealous or nasty or hurtful or anything else. And I kind of don't want them to win. I'm yeah. kind of like, I'm so competitive that I'm like, I'm not going to let <laughs> you win. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not <laughs> going to do it. <laughs>
0: and you you retired at the age of 23. Was that, was that a circumstance because of some of those things that you were experiencing at that time, or was that a different reason?
2: No, no, that was just, it's a young sport. It's like gymnastics. It's such a young sport. And I think, for me, I'd achieved everything. Nothing was going to get better than a home Olympics. I was never going to get greater than that moment. So it no. was kind of, like, do I carry on for four years and just kind of hurt myself a lot more? My body was starting to, like, you know, your body just can't cope so much as it gets older. You need a lot more rest and recovery and everything else. And I just thought, <laughs> I just wanted to do other things. I wanted to set up my own strength. There was other passions that I started to have. And I think, you know, when that love has kind of, you would always love your sport, don't get me wrong, and we all love our sport. You'll always be a fan of your sport, whether you're competing or not. But I think for me, I was like, I want to go there and not to training. So that's a big sign for me. I was like, oh well, no, it's time to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, very insightful from, from from Becky. Just some things that I've never thought about with <clears throat> uh, female high performance sport, which obviously goes live actually on, on the weekend on Saturday, so that's our first one, first pre record, goes live on Saturday for those to look out for that. But today is really about like me and Ellen and maybe getting to know Ellen if you don't if you don't know uh, women's football. And if you don't know about that that sport of athletics, maybe getting to know me. So a little bit of a a challenge, Ellen. Thirty seconds. Yeah. So I've got, got my old timer.
1: Not nervous seconds.
0: at all. Yeah, this is the, this is the one. Thirty seconds <laughs> to tell Tell the viewers and listeners about okay. yourself. And I know you're I know you a bit shy, so feel free to, okay. to, to go
1: really for go, it. I'm right? going to go for it this time. I'll go for hour. it. Okay. Yeah.
0: Ready? Yeah. Go.
1: Okay. I'm a Man City and England football footballer. I'm 31 years old. I've been to three World Cups, three FA Cups, won one recently with Man City. Pretty cool. Two FA I've got 92 England caps. Um, I'm an Olympian, went to London 2012. I love coffee. Country walk. Ten walks.
3: Left.
1: Um, I'm I'm quite bubbly. A bit of banter. Um, I've also won three continental cup, one league cup, um, and new podcast Stop. launching today.
0: Awesome. See, see, you are you outgoing. You've got plenty going on, and I think you're quite good at football as well.
1: <laughs> Aver- I'd say average to you know. So all How right, many cups yeah.
0: have you had? Ninety.
1: Ninety two. I did, did have to too. quickly ask my husband, is that correct? And he said, yeah, that was right. So, yeah, I got that How one right.
0: You... So you could be getting your your 100th next year sometime then.
1: <laughs> I don't want to say that. <laughs> I know that to, to get That's... something like that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, all right, excellent. Rich. So I've said about me. Let's hear about you. But you can't mention London 2012 gold medal. <laughs> Do you know what, guys? The amount of times. Look, he's got, he's got it here that <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool that is pretty cool it's a
0: great coaster right
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay rich you have 30 okay. seconds to tell everyone all about yourself are you ready okay go
0: okay richard whitehead 44 I two kids are and andrew i'm double Paralympic gold medalist four times world champion four times european champion world record holder marathon half marathon 200 meters uh, I've run a little bit, jog a little bit, I ran Land's End to John O'Groats, I'm winter Paralympian, uh, I'm, I'm inspired by Terry Fox, a uh, Canadian athlete, I've actually run 50,000 miles in total since 2004, and I'm a quite a funny guy. Stop. So that must be about 30 seconds. Oh, mate.
1: that was incredible! <laughs> <laughs> Have you
0: practiced that? Yeah, <laughs> about forty times. About forty times, so I got within the thirty seconds. Any more than thirty seconds, I'm 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 done. To
1: be fair, <laughs> you've ran quite a bit. That's impressive, though. What you've achieved is is incredible. To be fair,
0: and 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 I think with 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 Paralympic sport, it's obviously evolved as since 2004, it's it, it's massively kind of have come on, and uh, and for <clears throat> athletes from the generation since 2012, it's. Uh, it's flourished and hopefully we can leave that lasting legacy into, into obviously, um, the next, uh, the Olympic cycle, Tokyo, yeah. Paris and LA.
1: Yeah. Amazing.
0: So we're, uh, we're looking now at, uh, our topics, aren't we? We're actually, uh, we're going to think about, um, getting into those, those key topics that we want to talk about. And obviously we know lockdown is, yeah. is something that's, um, it's tough at the moment. Yeah. Obviously, athletes uh, general members of the public a lot of anxiety yeah um what do you what do you think about uh the situation at the moment regarding sport and um where we're actually going
1: yeah obviously we're in a we're in a global pandemic it's it's challenging for everyone really um and you know it's it's challenging, um, but hopefully, we, 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 everyone will come out the other side, and we can hopefully enjoy sport for everyone very soon. Um, but yeah, it, it is really challenging. Um, but you know, for, for you, Rich, like what what have you kind of been doing in lockdown? What did lockdown like look for I've been you? Busy. Like for I you? Mean, it was
0: really busy. Like um, I think uh, lots of people see it, lockdown as as that real de- depressing time. Like 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 I say, people losing their jobs. Um, lots of people having to be self isolating, uh, for not just days or weeks, but, uh, months. Yeah. Um, but I saw it as a, a little bit of a reset for myself mm-hmm. as an athlete and as a person, but also just trying new things as a, as a, as a athlete and also make sure that I wanted to continue, um, as an athlete towards, uh, Tokyo because I was going to retire, um, uh, this year after, after the games. So we sat down with my my coach Keith and we just yeah. came up with like some plans. So Zoom circuits. So I don't know about you, but I'm sick <laughs> of Zoom. Actually, sick of Zoom. Like, so we do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday every blooming week.
1: Yeah, that's, ne- that's next level. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> how, how many people are on the circuits when you're doing them? It's Is there quite it's,
0: a lot of you. Well, it's either me and Keith, or there's like about eight of us and okay. uh, we've got a couple of athletes from from holland that come on as well so it's like transatlantic um and it's 20 minutes hardcore that it that literally really kicks my ass i've already trained and i've got to do circuits <laughs> i'm like I'm, <laughs> so i'm sick of doing i'm sick of doing uh, um that yeah but I, I also it gives you i don't a lot of times gives you a bit of time and time is in important so lots of walking with my kids
1: yeah
0: uh getting out walking by the river the river trent in nottingham i'm a nottingham lad and um as you can tell accent. <laughs> <laughs> and um and um yeah the kids love it i love getting yeah. out apart from when i'm walking for about two 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 hours it's yeah. the knackered by the time they get back and they want to go to sleep so podcasts, podcast obviously we've worked tirelessly yeah. on on this to try and um get this up and running and then the famous brown shoot that i did
1: yeah like t- tell us more like how did that come about like so, you're essentially a model now really aren't you
0: yeah obviously obviously with these looks you know <laughs> some, some people have got a good side no i definitely haven't got a good side <laughs> I, I so it was 50 years of the fashion brand browns and they they're looking at equality and diversity which is which is something that that I've been investing a lot of time in in mm. trying to have an impact in, in diversity in sport, but yeah. um, it transcends through like entertainment, fashion, music. So I wanted mm-hmm. to have have a, have a little bit of a of a try and see if I, I was yeah. any good in that that arena. Yeah, it's it's different. It's a different league. I've I've done it once. Whether I do it again, hopefully. Um, it depends. I, I might lose my lose my good looks in the next couple of couple of weeks. So.
1: It looked what really cool reckon? though. No, the pictures yeah, no, look really cool. And like yeah, and the,
0: the clothes were from Gucci home. as well. Um uh, a massive Gucci yeah. fan. Yeah.
1: Um
0: and uh yeah, so so yeah, just doing all bits like that. And um like, so just getting back into training. Obviously, training yeah. at the moment um it's tough because we're under COVID restrictions. Yeah. Uh, British athletics have put some uh mm-hmm. procedures in place that really keeps the athletes and the coaches safe. Yeah. Uh, and that's really important um because uh, hands face space right it's important we all need to abide by the rules especially yeah, when we're locked down
1: don't yeah, I be inviting
0: it's... like 19 people around for christmas dinner
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's all about trying to keep everyone safe and and yeah. you know it is it is a global pandemic so yeah definitely mm. wash your hands <laughs> face mask <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and keep you keep, keep at least this far away from me yeah, yeah. but obviously for, for myself being an individual athlete mm. it's it's easy cuz my ball was quite small but what about for yourself as a as a team athlete and and having not just <laughs> yourself and your coach but you've got lots of other players and stuff around yeah
1: well, I'd say initially, when we first went in in lockdown, right at the kind of middle of March, I was like, sweet, like that was a couple of weeks without um, seeing anybody. But um, but yeah, you start to really miss everyone. You start to really miss that team environment, seeing everybody. But um, Man City have got an incredible kind of COVID protocol. So, you know, before we, we went in, um, we're allowed to go back to training, you know, there were so many protocols in place, and we felt really safe. So that was a... A really good place to be in, really. And the the most important thing is everyone feeling safe. It's it's um it's like the priority. Um, but yeah, the buying as
0: well, right? People need to buy into that as a team, and it just shows. It brings you together. I think it's it's definitely brought my team together.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think we're all going through a similar thing at the same time, and you know we understand what we all did kind of in lockdown as well. We were doing like three sessions a day, like going out on the pitch. gym um and also kind of going on the bike as well um and for me i like like structure i really like routine so uh for me during lockdown it was finding that new normal finding a routine and a structure within kind of the lockdown um which was really important and finding a pitch actually i live in the countryside yeah. so running uphill is not fun obviously it's quite good for fitness but it wasn't really fun for football drills um have you moved but- house as well you? have you moved house yeah, we moved just the end of kind of January, so we, we only had kind of a month or so in our house before we were in lockdown, which, you know, it's a blessing in disguise, the fact that we were able to move in when we did, and we were able to, once we could go outside and explore a little bit more, it was really nice to go out in the countryside and walking, like you said, it's really nice to be outside, um, the fresh air, something different, um, and exploring, so that was really fun. Um, and also, you know, I was, I, I was involved in uh, the 100k in May for the Derby Rimmer Foundation as well. Um, raising funds for, for their foundation and for, for motor neurons disease. So that was a an amazing thing to be involved in, really, for me and my husband to raise awareness of MND and to get involved in that campaign and raise as much money as possible. So yeah, uh,
0: Charities are really struggling at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. One of the the real things that have been hit hard um, have been the charities. And um, I know those, those charities that have really lost a lot of funds through some of the corporate events they do and mm-hmm. obviously things like London Marathon. So what you did with that 100K was, I'm sure, not just for the money, but also the awareness really helped to yeah. raise, raise that awareness for that cause.
1: Yeah, we've well, we felt really proud to be a part of it really and, and to help raise money for, for something that re- does need a lot of awareness as well. So hopefully, um, yeah, some families and some awareness could, was brought from that really. Um, and also... Um, I enjoyed Lego building, that was a bit of a different one. <laughs> so Lego bit, bit, bit random, I know. I did some jigsaws really
0: and I hated that. It lasted about four <laughs> days. I was like, I I hate I don't like cats and I've got a cat yeah, jigsaw. Yeah, well,
1: how are we friends? I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've got two cats and you're saying you don't like cats, I'm shocked. No,
0: I'm cat shocked. Jigsaw. <laughs> and what about the FA Cup final as well? You, you played in the in lockdown as well? Yes,
1: didn't you? yes, we were we were playing Everton at Wembley in the FA Cup final. Um yeah, incredible occasion uh, to be involved in an FA Cup final. Obviously, it was a little bit sad that we couldn't get fans and spectators and our family and friends there, but you know, we understand what's happening in the world at the moment. Um but, you know, they were able you to won. watch on TV and support and we won. Was yes.
0: Won? I bet that was I bet that was was that a third third winner's medal? Third, yeah, third
1: one. You won so, with
0: yeah. you, did you win two with like some like really terrible like London team? <laughs> what, what, who did um, you win was, it, was that Arsenal? Arsenal, yeah. Oh okay, Arsenal. Uh, yeah. okay, a Spurs yeah. fan. Well, oh, yeah, I was
1: gonna I'm cool. literally you gonna mention Spurs? <laughs> go on. mention them now, go on.
0: <laughs> but but what was the what was the what was the party like after?
1: Um do you know what? We, it was really nice. We got to stay um, overnight after the game, and um, yeah, it was just great to be able to to be with everyone and celebrate with you know part of the team. You, you never really get to celebrate um, like winning a trophy, really. Um, you never you kind of miss out on those moments sometimes. So to be able to be with everyone and have that um, night together was was really nice, actually. Um, and yeah, again, really proud to be part of part of the team and, and win a, an fa cup as well um and then also my last thing lockdown you've spoke about it zoom family zoom catch-ups and quizzes i can't i can't do anymore i can't do it i can't
0: are, are you any good at quizzing are you
1: awful i just call my husband normally is i'm like do you know that question i don't know the answer no, i was I on the chase
0: it. i was on the chase i won 50 grand, grand on my, yeah i won 50 grand on i, actually, I,
1: I had no idea
0: yeah yeah um yeah, so I would not fit. We didn't win in the final chase, but it, when I was up on up to the yeah, board, yeah. I won fifty again. So I'm I'm all right <laughs> as long Blimey, as it's a certain that's, topic. That's
1: incredible. That's
0: <laughs> so so what we thought now would be we'd probably tease another guest that we've got. Now this guest yeah. um, is somebody that I never thought we'd get on a, a podcast. He never really does these kind of nah. podcasts at all, and very colourful character. That yeah. six-time world champion, somebody that was talking about being a bit of a bad boy. So this is Ronnie O'Sullivan.
3: Since I stopped drinking and sort of smoking a bit of cannabis, which I used to do up until about 2000, I think I've kind of just stayed under the radar and You know, just focused on my sport and on my snooker, and they haven't really had much to write about because I've stayed out of the nightclubs and I've stayed out of the car crashes, all all that
0: string fellows, and all that jazz, right? Yeah,
3: like when you don't drink and you don't do all that sort of stuff, you become quite boring. But actually, (laughs) since (laughs) I've become boring, Ronnie, I've become happier. It's quite weird. Yeah, Yeah. 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 I found that. At that
0: stage of your life, would you say you were just kind of getting getting kind of caught up in with the kind of the whirlwind of who who people perceived you were and mm. not actually trying to be yourself at that point.
3: I think it was hard for me because my dad got put away for murder when I was like just 16, basically, for 20 years. And he was like a massive rock rock to me, you know. He was like mm. um, a bit like Serena Williams' his dad was to her, you know. They were sort of massive influence on their life. And my dad was like that for me. Um, so for him to go away when I was 16, I, I kind of just, I, I couldn't deal with it. It was like a massive, in some ways a death would have been easier because you could go, okay, mm. he's gone. I can like, you know, but knowing he was still there and I was visiting him for 20 years, I could say the first five or six years, I just, I just lost the plot really, you know. Mm. And um, and then my mum got put in prison when I was like 17, 18, something around then. And I just kind of just got, I just lost, I just lost it. You know, I got caught up in the wrong crowd, if you like, mm. Not, 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 the wrong crowd. I, sh- I, I shouldn't blame anyone. I, I kind of, I was a bit of the instigator of it as well. You know, I kind of like made that mm. decision. You know, I want to block, you, block something but, out of my life.
0: But, but, wow, that is awesome! What a guy! What a guy! How, how did you find? Amazing. How did you find that podcast, Alan?
1: To be honest, because you didn't um, know a lot about snooker was, before, did is, you? No. No, I didn't know a lot about snooker. Obviously, we've done our research on on Ronnie as well. And I obviously knew a lot about him in terms of what he's achieved, really. It's incredible in snooker. But, yeah incredible podcast like I felt I felt really kind of privileged that he he wanted to come on on our podcast and he was so open and honest even that clip you can you can tell how open and honest he is but
3: um
0: that was literally the first 30 seconds of the, the interview um, he was talking yeah. about obviously yeah, anti-social drugs and uh, mm-hmm. his, his father being in prison and but I think yeah. I think within lockdown it, it, it's given it given people like us the opportunity to connect, mm. hasn't it, with, with yeah. athletes such as Ronnie. And also it, the, the inspiring things that people have been able to do within within lockdown. You yeah. look at, at Captain Tom and with his walking at the age of 100. Yeah. And, and Joe Wick, obviously. Joe Wick's inspiring mm. young people and adults to train mm-hmm. together in the morning. And for us, I think Marcus Rashford, now MBE, yeah. Has been that's been something that's really resonated with what what the good work that you can, actually can do with a great platform. Marcus obviously he's he's looked at his situation that that he's he's got that empathy regarding mm-hmm. uh, children that are in poverty that haven't got that that that, that food haven't got the resources, and he's changed policy to enable in in the holidays to have preschool meals now I think there still needs to be a little bit of a juggling around that around how that's distributed and how really making sure these the, the, the young children have the, the the food that they they deserve and have that hot meal um, but I think in the 21st century it's ridiculous isn't it I've, I've done humanitarian work all over the world and and to, to have a situation here where in the holidays you've got children that, that haven't got food for lunch and tea is ridiculous.
1: Definitely I think it's so sad that you know we have children living in food poverty they're not able like you say to have meal or food Um, every child should have the opportunity to have a meal and to not be worried about when they're next gonna have a meal Um, and I think Marcus Rashford has been an amazing inspiration Um, like you say using his platform using his voice he's come out and said like Um, you know, children are able to use their voices. He's using his voice and his platform um, to really project this um, into the limelight. And, and, you know, he's doing some amazing things. There's obviously still more to do, but, you know, what he's doing is incredible.
0: And within lockdown, I think sport has changed and and through characters like him. And I think it's really important to not pigeonhole um, footballers or athletes or swimmers into those kind of uh, holes where it's all about the money or all about the medals or all about themselves, uh, Athletes are have to come up that tree. And at some stage, you're gonna, you're gonna come down the other side. So that legacy is really important. But I think the sport has definitely changed in lockdown. I, I, um, I w- watch a lot of sport like yourself. And yeah. I think within within football, you look at some of the games that's happened in mm-hmm. lockdown. Like obviously the mighty Spurs uh, pulling the pants down on Man United. <laughs> I was going to say, when are, you,
3: when
1: are you going to mention that? Yeah, the
0: champions last year losing seven
1: yep.
0: two to Villa, who nearly got relegated on the last day of the mm-hmm. season. Do you do you think lockdown has changed, and what, what do you think's what do you think's the reason for that?
1: Yeah, I think obviously the the lack of crowds uh, pressure. Um, you know, a lot of injuries, fatigue. Um, they didn't have a lot of kind of time off, I think they had like a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks. Um, so you know, I think all those factors come into it. I know you know, Premier League are probably one or the only major league that doesn't have five subs. I know that all teams in the Premier League kind of voted and it, it came out with three subs. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting they need one, to use really.
0: them, though, don't they? If they've got yeah, the subs, yeah. they need to, if they're talking about. Utilize um, them, yeah. Uti- yeah, you, and 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 looking after the players, they need to be using those subs. I watched the the Man City Liverpool game, and and Pep Guardiola he used one of his subs, and I, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. if you've if you you're crying out for those five five subs, then you need to be using them in those key games.
1: Especially with the amount of games that they they do play within a season, it's a lot, and you know that takes its toll on players. Like I said, there's yeah. you know there's been big injuries, big big injuries, yeah. and um, a lot of fatigue. Lots of soft tissue,
0: right? <laughs>
1: what that's injuries? A soft tissue
0: in- yeah, big, that's of soft tissue injuries. Yeah,
1: big injuries as well. Like Van Dyke, for instance, massive yeah. injury as well. Yeah, that
0: was a bit of a karate kick, though, once <laughs>
4: Yeah, that was crazy. That was
0: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think there's, do you think there's other other reasons as well, like the fatigue, the number of games in a short space of time, and, and not having that turnaround? And then, do you think it's it's then also in both formats of the game, the women's and the men's, and very similar? <laughs>
1: um i'm not sure if it's had the same same effect on the women's game obviously it is strange you know um you know i've experienced kind of playing in an empty stadium playing you know wembley that's empty It is very strange believe
0: and- me believe me i've run a lot of races
1: yeah.
2: with,
0: with zero crowd yeah you know in athens in 2004 yeah. there was none and then we wow. only got crowd yeah we only got uh crowds probably after it was sydney first and then beijing mm. and and then into obviously the greatest games ever, London, 2012.
1: <laughs> obviously, <laughs> um, well, let's let's talk a little bit about like grassroots sports. Um, mm. Do you think stopping football and athletics and also other uh, sports of grassroots will have like a massive impact on the next generation's mental health, well-being, even?
0: Yeah, no, when as a as a father uh, for one and also as a sportsman, you, you kind of look at what is important in sport, the mm-hmm. participation side, um, the social aspect of sport. Yeah. And I don't understand the difference between the, the, the children in school. Like my, my kids are just getting ready to go like swimming lessons and, yeah. and they're the, taking part in sport in school. And then they're the disbanding like grassroots uh, sport from quite a high level all the way down to obviously that developmental uh, stage yeah. without any kind of real thought of how it's going to have an impact for the future mm-hmm. and for me i i think i think when you when you stop things like that it takes uh, the restart of it yeah. is going to be really important the government's going to have to offer initiatives free sports provision free sports equipment for schools support education coaching uh, they nearly really need to invest in this because this this could be a massive issue five or ten years down the line. And, and when we look at the first lockdown, the children were coming back to school mm-hmm. and, and even some of the adults that weren't actually taking part in their recreational sport, they were struggling uh, well-being-wise because mentally and physically, yeah. they were finding they didn't have that space to be able to mm-hmm. express themselves and to be creative.
1: Yeah definitely i think you you miss out on that social aspect don't you meeting people like you say that uh, mindfulness of of going yeah. and, and playing and there's, sport a, and there's a lot of
0: people it's not just about participation it's about administration obviously spectating we're not we've obviously not got any spectators within our sport at the moment even mm-hmm. though uh, countries like australia and new zealand have um so that's going to have a massive impact and i'm um, I'm glad we don't have to pay pay-per-view now for those games <laughs> because, because paying 14.95 for a game that's nil-nil isn't cool.
1: <laughs> no, that's not cool at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully, hopefully in the, well, very soon we can, we can get back kind of grassroots and sports getting back and, and, you know, um, yeah, that mindfulness is really important for everyone, mental health mental and wellbeing. Health, yeah, definitely. Um, cool. So, guys, we want to show you another clip, um, a little teaser of our third guest, um, Greg Rutherford, um, an amazing guy, uh, really loved um, interviewing him. Yeah, Olympic him champion. In. Yeah.
4: Nice and um,
1: here he is talking about London 2012 preparation.
4: Look, I remember after winning in London, people would say to me, uh, I think it was Steve Redgrave was one of the people who sort of said, look, you won't truly understand what you've done until you're long retired. And even still to this day it doesn't quite feel real Mm -hmm. because for for me going into that championships and and again i think something that made me quite mentally resilient and and meant that i was able to perform well was i looked at nearly every competition as an opportunity first and foremost but i tried not to see it for what other people externally would see it for so Everybody going into the London Olympics were going, This is the London Olympics, the one opportunity in your lifetime and career to have a London Olympics. You're in your prime, you're in good shape, whatever else, you, you could go and do well. I saw it as, Look, I've run in a straight line and jumped into a sandpit 10,000 times by that point, or wherever it would, be, it would have been. Nothing changes. It's a runway, it's a sandpit, and it's my legs it, with a pair of spikes on the end of them. <laughs> Awesome. Like, I
1: love. It. I love the way he talks about that. I know. It's just, it's just a track. I'm wearing some spikes. Sandpit at the end. Yeah. He's I'm, got a sandpit yeah. in his garden. I know. Well, he I did know. have. It's
0: like, I'm <laughs> like, I, I, had a sandpit, but it definitely wasn't big enough to jump into. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some. I think we've got some questions coming in now, um, from from some of the guys that are enjoying, listening, watching the the podcast. Uh, hi, Simon. Yep. Simon Berry used to play um, hockey with, with Simon in 2006 when I went to Turin. Oh, cool. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> some, some, great, what, sorry, some great feedback. We would say we, that we're, this, is, this is about what we can bring to the, the table guest-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so topics, uh, we want it to be about what's going on now. Um, talking about anything, this is about an honest, transparent podcast uh really getting into the nuts and bolts about the athletes not just performance but the journey there and some of the, the um the challenges and obstacles they have to mm-hmm. over- overcome in that in that journey.
1: Thanks thanks Stephen and Amanda. Um yeah no we really appreciate you guys all all um watching and listening um and excited for our podcast. Um go on Rich what's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given this is from Dale.
0: Uh yeah, yeah, probably. When you're 44, you're not finished. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, Yeah, what, the best piece of advice is uh, preparation, preparation, preparation. It's just key to success. You have to uh, put the hard yards in. Um, as you get older as well, you have to put more time in on the on the field of play, whether that's a track mm-hmm. or whether that's um, uh, a football pitch or in the gym. And I'm sure you can reiterate that, that Ellen. It's, um, oh, it's about preparation
1: definitely practice 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 listen to your coaches work hard um yeah i think rich pretty much said it all but yeah definitely work hard um and yeah enjoy it as well
0: yeah technically as well just kind of without without the technical um um ability you're always going to have a a performance that's going to be not so great so you need to really work on those technical aspects of, of your sport and yeah. running you think oh left foot right foot well, i ain't got any feet to start with so it's a bit different for me but um, <laughs> um it's more about kind of all those little phases like i've got phases of yeah. my 200 meters and mm-hmm. i go through i go through like it goes in my head like mentally like one of the things that i do before i do, do a marathon i go through like the yeah. visualization process and i do exactly the same on the on the 200 meters yeah. do you do any visualization at all
1: I do a lot of like analysis, um, watching opponents, watching goalies. Um, maybe not as much visual- visualization as maybe I should, but but I, I feel like I do sit there and think like going to go here, going to go here, should I go here? Like like playing it in my mind a little bit. Um, but I do quite a lot of analysis, kind of um, yeah, just trying to to improve and get better and um, finishing and and being in the right place, movement that that type of thing as well.
0: Have you seen the question from Natasha there about the Manchester derby?
1: I have seen that one. Um <laughs> thanks Natasha. I'm very excited for the and I appreciate you saying come on city. Thank you. Yes. Um yeah, it's a big one. It's a big one. Big uh big Manchester derby um on Saturday, so I'm really excited for that one and hopefully uh a lot of people can c- kind of watch and support. Um it's women's football weekend as well. So uh Brilliant. all the games are staggered. Um so yeah, hopefully everyone can can watch
0: Hi Stephen, yep. Uh, cheers for your support, um, fellow competitive. Uh, oh, wow. Himself, that's awesome. Um, and uh, don't get too fast. <laughs> don't get too fast.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm getting slow. You're getting faster. than there's trouble.
1: <laughs> Alex, Alex has put. Poor Ellen has to put up with you, Rich. You deserve a medal already, Ellen. I do. Yeah.
0: And by the way, I know that Alex, and it's definitely not the Alex Ferguson that was a Man United uh, manager. <laughs> It's it's Alex Ferguson that used to work for British Athletics. Hi mate. Thanks for your support. <laughs> um
1: Sharon um yeah no this is this is a brand new podcast track and ball. Um if if anyone's kind of joining us um kind of right now um this is our brand new launch of our of our podcast so uh yeah we're really excited for it.
0: And and the direction that we're going to take the po- podcast is really audience led so the the comments that you want to leave about what you found interesting, what you really want to know. Um we've got the we've got the ability to get the, those those athletes, those role models, those those mentors on the show and and uh, really look at um exploring those. Hi Paul. Now Paul is is a Spurs fan. That's too <laughs> <is there?
1: laughs>
0: No, definitely definitely no West Ham fans. have you got any fans you got any fans actually wait a minute wait a minute you've got the you've got the best stadium in the world right what happened in that stadium before it was a football stadium
1: Uh, i'm just trying to think what did happen in that stadium
0: (laughs) (laughs) i've got i've got actually as you walk into the the stadium doors there's a massive like display and it's Mm. massive it's about 50 meters this display and it's got all the medals that were won in, in 2012 in the Olympics and Paralympics.
1: Oh wow! So,
0: yeah, Jess Ennis's, uh, Greg's, Dave's, mine, Johnny Peacock's. It's That's a, amazing. It's, a, it's an impressive, impressive thing. So when you play there next, just go have a look.
1: Oh, I'd love to play there. I would. <gasps> West, West, who? Two. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, I really appreciate that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, obviously well, Tokyo. There must be
1: some kind of West
0: yeah. Ham fans out there. No, no, no West Ham fans well, today. My, da-
1: my dad's listening, so
0: please. <laughs> <laughs> it's struggling with the keyboard. Yeah. I've made sure his keyboard doesn't work today, just so can't can't give you any support as a Ham fan. Uh, <laughs> Have you um, been busy like preparing for like Tokyo? Have you kind of put in some preparations for next year? I know that um, like. Tokyo 2020 didn't really happen mm-hmm. um for me it's um it's, yeah go it's been on tough.
1: You, yeah go on talk about kind of what, yeah, what how you found
0: it stuff. yeah yeah, yeah I had concussion for two weeks so I went into a uh, lockdown and um kind of first lockdown started training yeah um without the practitioners around you um sometimes you maybe either cut corners or mm-hmm. i wasn't able to access the, the the prosthesis that actually take care of my my legs and yeah um i'd i'd also kind of had maybe a couple of months away from uh training so yeah i, I was running on the track and burst, snapped one of my blades you know, went down whacked my head yeah, two weeks, literally, like no sport at all. Um, so they I, came, I, same. Gone. No, the same kind of procedure that obviously, like, rugby guys have. Mm. Luckily, um, we've got um, a specialist at British Athletics that's, yeah. that's worked on head trauma, and she mm. gave me a lot of support in that process because without that, I'd have been straight back on the track. Like, literally, yeah. I'd have been like, whoa, I'm a bit like. My head's a bit fuzzy. I'm like a little bit drunk, but I just get back yeah, in there, and that's that's obviously not, not the right. You were sending
1: word right. I was thinking. Mm. Yeah,
0: that's it. That's it. Can't spell right. I don't know my left and right.
4: <laughs> oh. And goodness. um,
0: and um, yeah. So it's it's just really important um, when you are in, in competitive sport yeah. or even in sport at all. And and I'm sure there's some listeners and viewers that uh, that take part in those contact sports that when you do have suspected concussion that you get that checked out because yeah. it can be super serious you can have a, a bleed on the brain and um for me it's it was really important that I had a close team around me that were keeping yeah. an eye on me but also looking at that um so not a good start really
1: I was gonna say because we, we've spoken about this before um today guys um that you know how fast you're kind of running at for then your blade to obviously snap and then yeah, to 23 hit, hit, miles an hour which yeah. is crazy and then obviously what's what's it like then for you kind of going getting back up running again like confidence wise
0: yeah anxiety and like yeah. confidence in the technology i i obviously use technology to run it's not just mm-hmm. my own proportion it's not my own body yeah. uh, so it's it's important that i have confidence in that and when when something like that happens a malfunctioning technology mm-hmm. it's like a racing driver that's obviously driving and then his steering goes it's you, you but the best thing is to get back on the horse and yeah. and kind of go again um and at that stage i was in great shape like i was like fit as as one of my old hockey mates said i i, I was as fit as a butcher's dog i was literally like i'd done a dexter a dexter scan in november i was like seven percent body fat i was wow. lifting like the incredible hawk in the gym and running really well on the track but sometimes you have these curveballs in sport, and I'm sure you've had them where you get an injury yeah. or you get uh you lost, lose form, yeah. and you have to have like a plan of action to move yeah. forward. Did
4: Would you, you, did you have a...
1: those? Yeah, no, definitely with with injuries. Even yeah, even with dipping form, you know, not scoring or just not performing as well as that you feel like you can be, and it's it's. Yeah, it's about having even like for me, I'm having co- like conversations with coaching staff or, or even like family members and and just trying to like put your head down and work hard in training and just try and kind of get out of that lull, really. Um, And, and, and with injuries, it is challenging because. Yeah. You, what kind of injuries and- have
0: you had in the past?
1: um i've had two acls um which is basically like knee surgery um so i was out for about eight and ten months um also broke my collarbone which is probably a weird one in football actually the goalie literally took me out at like hip height and i literally couldn't use my arm not for a drink not
0: for a drink (laughs) just took you
1: out right yeah land, so i landed straight on my collarbone and just snapped that in half which was just horrendous um so yeah it's been a bit challenging but you know it is, it is. hard when you know the sport you love is like taken away from you a little bit. But you know, it yeah. made, for me, it gave the fire in the belly to yeah. be so diligent just, in my rehab and preparation and just work yeah. as hard as I could. Recovery
0: really. is key, right? Recovery is yeah. really key.
1: Just doing yeah. the little then, things, I think.
0: Yeah. And and if you're if you're a recreational athlete or an elite athlete, it's it's very similar. Like, like things like foam rolling, ice baths, like compression, uh, stretching. stretching yeah yeah although all those things are really important to invest time in and it you, you'll get gains from it in 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 the mm-hmm. future um and I, my coaches SNC coaches always banging on going come on richard you need to do 15 minutes of this and i'm going oh i hate this but uh it's yeah it's really important oh Definitely. carol helping there's a there's a name from the past when i see some stuff improving do you know do you know
1: her
0: yeah i know carol yeah she's it's um so swimming teacher uh, oh, i used okay. to swim back in the day um, and I think that's, that's a great point around mental health th- through sport and physical activity in mm. lockdown. That's, that's a great comment. And we're looking to that.
1: Ah, oh, thank you, Lisa. Um, hi to your daughter, Jessica. Um, I'm glad you're loving the podcast as well. Um, we've got... Uh... Rebecca Adminton being released at the weekend, which is, which is incredible. So we're really excited for that one. Yeah,
0: definitely watch that one. And also around the the mental health uh, aspects of sport as well. She talks about that a lot, about, um, about how, how negative comments on social media Mm. can have a a detrimental impact, uh, and some really interesting, uh, comments for those, for those women, um, viewers and listeners around mm. the impact of the menstrual cycle on yeah. on her performance which we yeah, are very informative and she opened up uh, on that as well
1: yeah no it was great yeah she really did open up on on so many topics um so i'm really excited for everyone to kind of listen to that um i listened to it last night so i'm like so excited for everyone to be able to to listen to it at the weekend as well and yeah, before was, uh, before before we jump in with this one um my yeah. dad just came up i saw John White, yeah. come on your iron, come on your irons. <laughs> thank you, Dad. I appreciate that. At least there is one, one West Ham fan watching.
4: Fatherly um, support. Please. Thanks, Dad. Love- <laughs>
1: um, Lottie, oh, Ellen, when is your next Lioness game? Hopefully, um, I think it's kind of end of November, early December. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Uh, you
0: potentially okay. got was it Europeans and olympics and what was the other competition worlds world cup
1: yeah so yeah we've got euros in 2022 which was pushed oh, back okay. a year because um, yeah. obviously tokyo um and then the world cup is 2023 so yeah some massive competitions coming up yeah
0: it's a massive year for you isn't it
1: yeah definitely well what massive yeah. massive year for you know hopefully for, for, for
0: both yeah definitely and do you and do you think um it'll be on the olympics Paralympics? do you think it'll be on what's your thoughts well, if, yeah
1: yeah like obviously we would love it to be on you know obviously we know we're going through a global pandemic at the moment we hope that it'll be um happening in its entirety but you know you just don't know at the moment um it would be incredible if it was able to happen um but yeah we need some
0: positivity that's what we need we need yeah, to be positive definitely. it's gonna happen in, and it's yeah. gonna be the second best olympics and paralympics ever. Like just,
1: just to, yeah just have something like completely different sports you know inspiring people sports uh, important
0: uh, but, right oh definitely um, it's important for the nation like uh, uh, do you think about sporting occasions the, the 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 kind of the england games the olympics the paralympics when the country like stops still and just watches the yeah the the characters the Inspirational sports people that have overcome so much just yeah. to to get to the games. It's not yeah. all about winning, remember. Uh, but then when when we win as a country, we actually win as a country. And when we all do this and that, it's, uh, <laughs> it's not just for ourselves, <laughs> right?
1: Definitely not. Definitely not. Um, well, we just yeah, we just want to let everyone know again um, if you're joining us or if you've been listening the whole time that we're we're releasing the Rebecca Adlington uh, podcast this weekend, this weekend, and then. Yes um every thursday after that uh we'll we'll be releasing a podcast so we've got ronnie o'sullivan and greg rutherford coming up so we're so excited and and can't wait for everyone to listen to it and we'd love to hear your thoughts as well um so yeah thank you everyone for listening to this launch um please follow and listen to track and ball um as we said earlier as i've just said some amazing guests um and if you search trackable podcast you can find us on socials apple podcasts and also anywhere you listen to your podcasts
0: also don't forget uh, obviously to subscribe so you get the the lowdown on obviously who we've got uh coming up and like i was said uh the the next uh, podcast is is obviously rebecca this weekend and then uh greg and ronnie uh which we're which we're really pleased with. And uh, like I say, we we really like them. So hopefully you do and some feedback from them would be great.
1: And we just can't wait for you know to have you joining us on this journey really. and um like we said before, like please feel free to to get in contact with us. we We love having your questions um, and also you know any guests that you'd like us to have on on the show as well. So yeah, follow us on all all the socials, our YouTube channel, subscribe and also on on Apple podcasts as well and wherever you find your podcasts.
0: I'm Richard Whitehead
1: and I'm Ellen White,
0: and you've been listening to track and Ball podcasts.
1: Cross oh. comes in, White
3: with the
4: header. Oh. And here comes White's head. It's gold for Great Britain.